Sales Star Podcast, Episode 4, Systems and KPIs. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. In today's podcast, we're going to be exploring the importance of having the right systems and KPIs to keep you on track, to make your budget, and to smash your results in a consistent manner. Today, we have our guest, Alex Chan, Director of Learning and Development for SalesStar. Welcome, Alex. Good to be here again, Paul. Fantastic to have you. Today, look, we're going to wrestle down uh, one question that keeps coming up from sales managers time and time again, and that is the question on what is the biggest problem, the biggest challenge that most sales managers have in developing high-performing sales teams to really smash their targets in a consistent manner? Well, I can tell you from experience with uh, working with the training team and with the business advisory team, Paul, uh, so commonly, so frequently, the number one issue that keeps coming up is that well-intended sales managers are not holding the team accountable. So, So they're not holding the team accountable and... Why do you think they're not holding them accountable? They don't know how to measure um, accountability. We're talking about KPIs here, key performance indicators. There are okay. not, there are insufficient, or they're not using. They're them. insufficient. So I guess one of the challenges are uh, um, is what is a key performance indicator? Mm-hmm. Where do most companies get it wrong? Well, uh, a key performance indicator obviously is it speaks for itself. It literally manages the performance of the team's uh, success and of the team's activity. Um, Now, where do they get it wrong? What they do is they measure very important things. They measure financial KPIs, financial key performance indicators, such as uh, budget year-to-date actual compared to to budget sales year-to-date, sales this month, uh, sales year-on-year actual compared to budget, et cetera. Now, these are important but here's the problem. Makes a lot of sense to measure those. Yeah, you've got to do that. That keeps yeah. the shareholders happy, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But here's the problem with them. These are already historical by the time you find out what the number is. Right. They already happened last month. So right. that's why that's why they call them lagging indicators. Yes. So if only there was a way that sales managers could find a KPI that was more predictive Yes, and predictive KPIs. That's the challenge. Behavior KPIs. Behavioral KPIs. Right. So in other words, I know that if I do a, a certain number of calls or a certain number of proposals, that it's predictive in as much as I know I'm going to make my number by the end of the month. Okay, so we're talking about the difference between lagging KPIs, which are financial, mm. and behavior KPIs, which are leading. Mm. So what are some of the leading KPIs sales managers should be developing and holding their team accountable to? Hmm. And how do you develop those? Well, that's the question, of course. Yeah? Yeah. So I think that uh, the, the, the phrase uh, reverse engineering. Reverse engineering comes to, is comes one of my favorite my terms. Yeah. So um, how do, I mean, when you say reverse engineering, are we talking about um, reverse engineering sales success? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you could. I, I like to use uh, an example in our training programs and on our videos uh, of uh, a fictitious character called Penny Wright. Now, Penny yes. knows she has to get $100,000 of uh, worth of sales every month. So that's her lagging indicator. That's, that's a lagging that's her financial lagging. indicator. Yeah, that's, yes. her, that's her number. Yeah. Uh, but in order to do that, she's got to figure out all of the activities, her leading indicators, that she has to do in order to achieve that. So Tell us more. Okay. Well, look, she, she's figured out, our, ficti- our fictitious character has figured out uh, that her average sale value is $10,000. 
Okay, so number. that's an important thing to figure out is your average sale value. That's right. Now, it's not hard to do, is it? Yep. I mean, yeah, I know it varies from sale to sale, the value, but on average, she, she just simply takes her total uh, uh, number and she divides that by the number of invoices and she gets $10,000 so total value for the year or for the month and divided by invoices will give you your average value. That's right. So working on her example, she knows she's got to get an average of 10 sales per month. 10 sales per month makes 100,000. That makes mm. sense. It's easy math. Then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can work that one out. Yeah, okay. okay. Now, she reverse engineers it because she also knows that for every two proposals that she presents, she will get one conversion. So you don't have to be a rocket scientist. How many presentations do we think that she has to do? So if she does two presentations, she gets one sale. Yeah. So she's got a 50% conversion ratio, yeah. if my math is right. Yeah, which means that if yeah. she needs to get 10 sales, she's got to present 20 proposals. 20 proposals. Or quotes or whatever our viewers uh, submit okay. uh, as part of their sales process. So her sales manager mm-hmm. would um, hold her accountable, mm-hmm. is that right, on 20 presentations per month. Exactly. The, and, and here's the point. The sales manager knows, and Penny knows, that if I don't or if she doesn't do 20 presentations, she's not going to make a number. It's predictive. Yeah. And likewise, if we go if we reverse engineer it a step further backwards, we also know that for every two discovery meetings that she goes to to find out the client needs and the client problems and issues, for every two of those, one of those will result in a request for a proposal. So how many discovery meetings does she has to attend every month uh, in order to make a number? We know that she well, has to do 40. 40. Yeah, so, so that's how many a week? That, so uh, 40, that's about 10 a 10 week. A that's week. about two a day. Is that doable? Uh, I think that our viewers will agree that's entirely doable. Yeah. Uh, but bearing in mind that Penny is a fictitious character, this is just an example. The point that our viewers need to take to heart is what are their numbers? Do they know how that varies from individual to individual? Because if they can figure that out, they can set up a system of of, uh, leading indicators which are highly predictive. And just as is the case with Penny, they will then know if they don't do this number of uh, uh, meetings, if they don't do this number of proposals, or conversely, if they don't do this number of first calls, they're not going to make it. Okay. One of the key... uh Bits of information in this equation is their conversion ratio. Mm-hmm. A lot of clients we talk to uh, don't have that front of mind in terms of they don't understand the numbers, mm-hmm. they don't understand their conversion. How would one go about understanding conversion ratios or um, backwards engineering success? Well, I think a lot of that comes down to uh, how they actually, uh, about the systems that they use. Is, is that what right. you had in mind? Yeah, look, I think before we get into the systems, it's a matter of understanding, you know, like Penny knows her numbers. Mm. She knows for every two presentations, she gets one deal. Mm. I, um, some of our clients aren't that sophisticated mm. right now because they're not measuring. And I think once you start to uh, measure, you can start to manage. Well, so how hard is it to measure? Yeah. I mean, uh, you should be able to find out in just a few short weeks exactly what your numbers are yeah. if you just keep count. Do you think you can just put a placeholder in for now? Like, you know, um, making some educated guess on your conversion ratio, so it's a two to one, and then really keep an eye on that, like sighting the rifle over time, and that'll become more accurate. Definitely. Uh, When we work with our clients strategically in the initial stages of engagement, that's exactly what we do. We take an educated guess, Mm. we put a placeholder in place, Mm -hmm. and then their assigned executive coach just monitors that in the weeks and the months that follow, just yeah. to, as you say, recite the rifle. Yeah. And then by the time they get to several uh, several weeks down the track, it's pretty accurate. Okay, I think this really stresses the importance of having good systems in place and good measurement mm. measurements. 
Because if you've got good systems and you're measuring the numbers, mm. you're going to be a lot more accurate in terms of the conversion ratios and the actual leading activities that you need to do mm. to overachieve your sales budgets. Would that be fair enough to... Yeah, we, we do need to house that in a system, but uh, there is a caveat here, and that is the numbers, as per Penny's example, will vary from person to person. Ah, oh, yes. So it's not like you can set a set of numbers for the entire sales force. Uh, do you have to treat every single salesperson in the company a little bit differently? Is that what you're saying? That would be ideal if yep. you've got a system that can house that. Um, right. But uh, there are companies that do work on averages, and then that's a standard that everybody has to aspire to. You can look at it that way, mm. and then you can go about setting goals for them. Mm. Uh, but we first have to understand what the individual performance level is, bearing in mind we are talking about high performance, and then set a goal to help them to increase their mm. performance by upskilling them. Mm. One of the traps that a lot of our clients fall into is um, specific, being specific about the KPI. Mm. And what I mean by that is um, we've had many sales managers manage the amount of phone calls. Mm. I mean, that's an activity, isn't it? It, know, is, it is an activity. The amount of phone calls out. Is that the right KPI or is there <laughs> something inherently wrong with that? Well, is it number of phone calls or number of actual conversations? Yeah. I mean, I remember there was a person who actually used to work for us and he said, hey, boss, yeah. I've done 80 calls today and yeah. I think about 10 of them were at home. <laughs> yeah. My favourite question was how many people did you speak to? Yeah. Yeah, Which so was, uh, it was a completely different number, like it might have been four or five, right? That's right, yeah. So, you know, number of calls, yeah, you know, if, if you want to measure it that way, um, you, you might do that. But uh, how about just refining that and getting uh, to actual results, uh, such as number of conversations in that example? Number of conversations with the right target market, uh, that's a good measurement. What no, do you you're think? really refining it, yeah. Yeah, so I guess the learns from that is actually really defining and honing in on the right KPIs to measure. Yeah, and uh, th- there are some people who... You know who will get it right first time, and some people will, some managers will will have a dabble with it, and then they realise down the track actually that's not a good measure. Uh, certainly, of course, we can help, but uh, the first thing is just to start, Paul. Just to uh, start, because yeah. a lot of them, uh, a lot of our customers have found that they've got the wrong KPIs. As I said, they're they're entirely around lagging indicators. If we can just start measuring the behaviours, and then as you say, recite the rifle over time, mm-hmm. we'll refine, 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 reiterate, reiterate. A few weeks, months later, we'll have it down to a science. Okay, so, you know, what about for the listeners out there that are saying, hey, we don't chase new business. Our business is different. Mm. You know, we've got a very mature business. We manage um, our accounts, and it's all about growing our accounts, looking after our our accounts, Mm. growing share of wallet. What sort of metrics would you suggest for an account manager? Yeah, well, that's a good question, actually, and uh, I get that a lot. Uh, a lot of our um, clients do have uh, a, a sales force that's predominantly made of account managers with existing clients. There are other um, leading indicators that we can measure there. The one that we gave, the example that we gave with Penny is about new business development. That's yes. true. Yes, yes. Uh, for account management, there could be important indicators such as number of resigns. Um, or a uh, number of uh, clients that are visited to increase share of wallet, um, or that is to expand the spend that they that they put right. in our direction. So new business from existing accounts, is that new, what you're yeah, Exactly, new business right. from existing accounts. Hey, it could even be the call cycle. So, so those would be lagging indicators, right, because that's after the fact. So leading indicators would be call cycles. Yeah, there would be call Talk cycles. Talk more about that. There would be call cycles, like uh, do we have agreement uh, from customer to customer, because it will vary from client to client as yeah. to how often they would like to be called on. Right. You know, yes. Some will say, look, I'll call you when I need you. Yeah. Some will say once a year. Some say 
once a quarter. And the, some will say every time you're visiting my region. So right, we need yeah. to get that sorted out per customer. That would be a KPI. Uh, the, the, the second thing would be is their real emphasis on growing share of wallet, on growing the value of that customer. Because that's an easy sale. Why, why aren't we taking advantage of that? So in terms of strategically growing your account base, mm-hmm. um, is, there, is there a KPI that you can, like if you're a sales manager and you're wanting to rinse every ounce of value out of your accounts, how would you go about doing that? measuring it and putting KPIs in place? Well, again, um, the activity would be around, firstly, do they have an account plan? Account plan, yeah. Yep. Now, that, okay. account, that account plan will have a whole lot of headings inside it, Yes. Uh, such as what's our existing share of wallet and right. what is our share of wallet potential. For example, they could be spending money with one of our competitors as well yeah. as with us. What is our plan to going in and, and trying to uh, get more of that market share within that particular account? That's a leading indicator, particularly if there are meetings involved where they'll have discussions about growing that share of wallet. Hey, look, I think we can go into a lot of detail on that strategic account manager management plan. Mm. Maybe that's a podcast uh, podcast for a future day. Oh, I can see another podcast. But, um, you know, I guess the point that you're trying to emphasize is that an account plan should be a KPI. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it should be. We should be measuring how many strategic account plans we have with our key clients? Yeah, that that should be a KPI, but there's also KPIs within the account plan as well. Oh, within the account plan. Yeah. Yeah. Such as number of uh, share of wallet meetings, for example. Oh, I see. Yeah. And I guess number of other people in the buying Process or yes, do they know all the stakeholders yeah. uh, that are in there? Again, have they established a call cycle, uh, etc.? You know, uh, when when we talk about account management, are we talking about coffee and donut calls, right? No. Uh, where yes. nothing really much Hope happens, <laughs> yeah. uh, or are we talking about uh, you know actual activity where we strategically go about a making sure that the expectations are being met, right? B, um, so make sure we secure them for long term so we retain the account, yes, and C, grow the account. So what you're saying is never make a call without an objective. Yeah. And then that's regardless of whether it's a new prospect or yeah. an existing client. And measure everything, even if it's uh, existing business, and have an account plan for yeah. that. Okay. So, so those are examples of KPIs for new business and for account management. Right. So um, if we sort of transition now into – we've got the KPIs set. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, we're still trying to answer that question in terms of how do we hold people accountable to mm. those KPIs. We've set the KPIs. Mm. Now what? Well, we can go into a discussion about having one-on-ones with our staff to make sure that they're doing the correct activity. And, oh, yeah. yeah and, and how often do we have one-on-ones? Uh, look, uh, the recommendation is weekly. Weekly. And this, the simple reason is this. If they do it, say, monthly, for example, by the time the sales manager finds out they're behind on something, it's too late. Yeah. So they need yeah. to be able to give them regular direction, mentoring, coaching, so that they do the right activity over the next week and try to curb any negative trends before that end of the month gets too close. Right. That's the first thing. The second thing is they need to be able to house that, that, that those, those KPIs onto some sort of platform. So some sort of platform, we're talking about platforms like a system. Yep. So uh, I guess it's um, uber critical that we have good systems to better um, keep those KPIs visible. Yep. And transparent, um, that's would right. you say? Yeah, and or, or, automatically probably some of our viewers are probably thinking, oh, you know, CRM. Mm. Now, look, that might be the case, but look, what's your thoughts on that? Well, there's a lot of systems out there and it really depends on 
you know, finding a system that works for individual companies. Mm. I've seen some companies use um, um, spreadsheets very effectively. Yes. I've been to, you know, you can tell the sales-led organizations because they have, like, all their KPIs, leading KPIs, lagging KPIs on a wall. Yep. It's either called the wall of fame mm. for some salespeople or the wall of shame. It depends where you are on the ladder. You know, you're either walking in, you know, beating your chest or walking with your head down and your tail between your legs. You know what I've found um, is that um, in my days as a sales manager, long time ago, Paul, <laughs> uh, is that if you have a, a wall of fame or shame or a leaderboard, if you like, yeah. the, the sales team tend to gather around it and there's a little bit of friendly banter amongst them as to who's going to win that moment. Month or who's going to, uh, or who's just keeping up with who? Mm. Uh, that month they, they tend to self evaluate and self manage. Uh, like I think salespeople are inherently competitive. Mm. No one wants to be down the bottom. Mm. So having good systems, having good KPIs in place, and making it visible mm. is a really good way to develop high performing teams. Yeah, well, and it's, it makes it a lot easier for sales managers to manage behaviour, don't you think? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I like to use the phrase a sales manager has to manage sales. Right. Just reverse their time. It makes a lot of sense. That's their job. (laughs) I mean, you know, so with the KPIs in place, with the systems in place, it enables them to do just that. But, I mean, do you have a particular favourite in terms of system to to be able to house and to to use as a management tool? Well, yeah, we use uh, several systems uh, in the business. One's a spreadsheet, which shows us our leading, uh, sorry, our lagging indicators, Mm. so our financial indicators, and that's really, really important Mm. to see how we're tracking both month to date, year to date, mm-hmm. um, from an individual point of view, from a company perspective. Mm. But the thing that's my favourite is uh, a pipeline management tool called Membrane. Membrane? Yeah, so what Membrane does is it, it takes our sales process. Mm-hmm. We talked about sales process in a pre- previous podcast. Yes. And we talked about the importance of having milestone-centric sales processes. Mm-hmm. So what I love about Membrane is it has enabled us to take a sales process and turn it into an electronic uh, version mm-hmm. so you can measure the behavior of salespeople through the process. Mm-hmm. You can measure deals. You can see how many uh, how healthy your pipeline is, mm-hmm. and what I like about it is uh, I sleep easy at night because <laughs> because here's the one thing it does for us: it enables us to have very accurate forecasting. Okay, well, that's so gonna, I know what money's coming into the business. That's going to keep the sales manager happy because they yeah. get booted by the chief mm. executive if the forecast is uh, is uh, not quite right. Mm. I mean, there's some beautiful um, features within that uh, system, membrane. Like you can measure win-loss ratio, you can measure velocity, mm-hmm. you can start to put the science behind sales success by measuring conversion ratios mm. of the team, of individuals, and it really gives you the insights on developing high-performing sales people. Mm. So that's what we use. Well, look, we can go into way more detail in a later podcast, but yeah, we'll keep this one pretty short. That sounds like a whole discussion. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But uh, the point that you're making in summary is that that gives you visibility so yeah. that you can uh, hold people to account yeah. on those KPIs. Absolutely. Mm. So um, there's some insights for today. We've talked about KPIs and the importance of having KPIs. Measure everything. Make it visible. You become what you measure. And if you don't measure it, you can't manage it. So that's it for Alex and I today. I uh, hope you got a lot of value from this session. We'll see you in a later broadcast. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.